We're going to be learning with the Sikha the first Sikha for Parshas Balak. And the sugyas of this Sikha will be the idea of Shem Rishayim Yarkev. And also that Avoid which is Niska B'Taira, it's permitted to mention it. The Gemara tells us in Yuma, the Aflam of Ches, says, the Pasuk tells us, Shem Rishayim Yarkev. And Masha explains that the word Shem Rishayim the word shame is the extra. Why does that stay in the name of the Rishayim? You should have said, Sevchet Tzadik Vacha, Rishayim Yarkev. But you mentioned the Tzadik for a blessing and the Rasha Yarkev to, to rot. Whereas Rashi translated uh, Yarkev over here means to uh, become rusted. The idea of becoming rusted is that by not utilizing the name of the Rasha, it becomes rusty, just like you have a tool which you don't use it becomes rusty. So similarly, you don't use the name of the Russia, and thereby the name of the Russia will become rusted from lack of use. That's what Yarkiv means, being rusted. So the Marshal explains that the word shame is extra. He's explaining the Gemara. So the Gemara explains that the word shame is coming to tell us a halakha, that you're not supposed to call your child after a Russia. So for example, you have a child, and you, uh, you want to name him after your great-great-uncle, and this great-uncle was a known Russia. Don't call him after this particular individual. So there's a Shaila Nachreinim, how to learn this Gemara. Is when the Gemara tells us that Shemr Sharm Yarkiv is teaching us Allah that you're not supposed to call your child after a Russia, is that Dashka, that din, meaning is that is the only din we're learning from this Pasik? Or does it mean even to do that? Meaning is you're not allowed to mention Rishayim at all. Don't call, don't speak about Rishayim, don't mention them at all. And the purpose would be for, to make them be eventually forgotten, become like rust from lack of use. And not only you're not allowed to mention the Russia and talk about the Russia, even more than that, you're not allowed to even call your child after the name of the Russia. Meaning is to talk about the Russia, to mention the Russia, that's for sure, Asr. But even more than that, to call your child by the name of the Russia, that it's, you're not even referring to the Russia. It's your child using that name. It's someone else. Even then, when the name is being utilized by someone else, but it was initially used by the name of the Russia, that even that would be Asr. Or is the Pshat, no, it's Dafka to call your na- your child after the name of the Russia, but Bechlal to, to, to mention a Russia, to talk about a Russia, to be Master Shmoy, that would be permitted. So this is a Machlaikis between the Ramah and the Chidah. In the Shalosh Chuvas of the Ramah, there was a question regarding an individual that his father, Shmadzich, uh, converted to Christianity. And the question was, when he gets called up to the Torah, how should they call him? Are they allowed to call him by the name of his father or not? Because we have this concept of Shem Rashaim Yarkiv. You're supposed to make the name turn into rest. So how are you supposed to call this child or the child of this individual up to the Torah? So the Ramah tells us, uh, and that uh, this, this idea is mentioned in the Sefer Hasidim. The Sefer Hasidim says that even if it's the father and even the grandfather who converted to Christianity, you can even call him by the great-great-grandfather's name. That's how you're supposed to call him. Because what the Sefer Hasidim tells us that you don't call him by the name of the father. Rather, you go to the grandfather. If the grandfather also shmadzeh, you go back to the great-grandfather. To the fourth generation, you could go back, uh, keep on going back until basically you find someone that you can call the child by. So the Ramah says that this concept is Eitzat Taiva. It's a good, good advice, meaning 
halacha lemaisa, I'll be pure halacha. The Gemara is telling us only one iser. You're not allowed to call your name by by this rasha. So you know the the son shouldn't call his firstborn after or any of his children after the grandfather because the grandfather converted to Christianity. So don't be masked shmai by calling one of your children after him. But be called by the Torah, he says that would be permitted. He says, and this is what the Sefer Chassidim says that you should do it by the name of the grandfather, the great grandfather. He says that's an eitzatayva, because by not utilizing the name of the father that converted, that will bring a kapara for him. Meaning, as part of the because of the embarrassment and, and that that he, we don't even mention his name, and the child has skips his name, like we're blotting out and erasing his name. That itself is a kapara for the uh, father that converted. And that's therefore it's a eta taiva to bring a kapar to your father, but it's not it's not hachrech and he brings a proof that you're allowed to mention names of the rishayim, because we, if you look in the Gemara and if you look in Tanakh and the Gemara, there's many many times that names of the rishayim are mentioned, like Allah, Bilam. We, we talk about rishayim all the times, all the time. So therefore, it's clearly not an iser. So so it's just an eta taiva. Especially, he says, if it's, it's a name which is Mufursim, like a, like a very popular name, then he says that, that for sure you'd be allowed to do, because then it's not even like the Pratis, even though, you know, when you're mentioning the son, you mean the father, and the father's name, you're, you're mentioning the father, he says, but if the father's name is a very Mufursim, they can name it's a well-used name, he says that for sure it would be Mutter, because it's not a clear indication, I guess, of uh, remembering the Russia. That's the opinion of the Ramah. So he holds up, and the Gemara says, Shem Hashem it means dafka this din of not calling your name, your, your child after this individual. The Chidah disagrees, and the Chidah says that, that there's, there's a Taisvis uh, in Megillah, Dafkab Gimel, and other places, that tells us that there was an individual whose name the Gemara calls, uh, quotes an individual called Yaakov Minoam, Yaakov the Min, the, the, the Apikairis. And Taisa says that it's the wrong Girsa. Rather, the name in the Gemara should be Yaakov uh, Matzah, like a, a, a mat maker. And Taisa explains, because since we have this rule of shame or shame, Yaakov, so the Gemara would not have mentioned Yaakov Minoam, Yaakov the Min, the, the Apikairis. Rather, must, uh, you need to change the Girsik to Yaakov Mitzvah. So the Chidah says, we see over here, two things. First of all, the Taisus is clearly saying that the Gemara would not have mentioned this Yaakov because this Yaakov was a min and it was Shem Rishon Yaakov. So clearly the Taisus holds that, that it is Aser. And second of all, he says the name was Yaakov. Yaakov is a very popular name. And nonetheless, the Gemara, the Tosis is saying that since Yaakov, this Yaakov, this particular Yaakov was a min, the Gemara wouldn't have quoted anything in his name. So it must have been someone else. And he says, regarding the proof that the uh, Ramah brought, his proof is that the Gemara and, and Tanakh is, mentions names of Rishayim all the time. He says, that's a different vart. He says, we have a, a rule that an Avedazar, which is the Niskar Batayra, is permitted to Call you allowed to you allowed to mention that name. So we have Baltar, we have uh, Baal, Ashtayris, all these names of the Vaidzar that are mentioned in the Torah. We're allowed to refer to them by name because the Torah mentions it by name. This is a, the Gemara tells us that it's permissible. 
So he says, he says, why for a sight? He doesn't go into the reasoning. He says, for a sight, that whatever the reasoning is, the Torah calls it, by this, uh, uh, calls the name of the Vajizar for a sight, which is known to the Torah. So therefore, it's permissible for us also to say these names. So he says, the Huadin is the Indian of the names of the Rishayim. That this, that the Torah mentioned these particular names, it was for a particular sight, for whatever the reason is. But that reason also applies to us. Therefore, we're also allowed to name the names of a, of a Russian. So this that we're saying, Rush, uh, Balak, or Bilam, or Kayan, all of these names were from only permitted to, to remember them because the Torah remember, 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 remembers them. So therefore, we won't be able to be master Shem of Russia. Therefore, he holds that in a situation of a, of a father that converted, the son cannot use his father's name. Because by then, obviously, his father's name is his father is not mentioned in the Torah, even even if it's a even if it's a name like Yaakov, a very Mephorsimdika name. He says, but the father himself was not mentioned in the Torah. So when you're saying this individual, the son of the individual that the father that was Shmadzif, what you're ultimately doing is remembering the father's name, because that's what you mean. When you're saying the name Yaakov, whatever it is, you mean the father, and that would be something which is usher to do. So therefore, he says, the Gemara, when it says that you're uh, that means that you're not supposed to call your son by the name of the Rasha, it means even, even just to utilize the name for someone else is prohibited. But for sure, to mention and discuss the that individual that converted, for sure you would not be able to mention uh, and talk about that individual, and you won't be able to be using that individual's name. And even brings another proof in the Sefer Hasidim, that the Sefer Hasidim says that if, that, that, if, that uh, you never should call the Russia by his name. So if you want to refer to Russia, you should use a kinui. So he says, if the Russia's name was Avram, you call him Ephraim. So that's kind of what we do. We don't call Yashka, we call him Yashka instead of Yeshua, which was his real name. Because when we refer to Russia, we always refer to it with a kinui, with a, a change to the name. So based on this, the Rebbe wants to discuss the name of our parsha. The name of our parsha is Balak. It's the name of a Russian. So, based on what we said earlier, we, it's clear that there's no iser to, 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 to use the name Balak. According to the Ramah, the Chlau, he says, Lahask shame of a Russia is never an iser. It's only to call your child by that name. So, to say the name Balak for sure is okay. And, and to call the name of the Torah after Balak is also okay. And even according to the Chidah that says, generally speaking, you're not supposed to be masked a shame of a Russia. But if it's a name of a Russia, which is mentioned in the Torah, for a soid, which is known in the Torah, then we are allowed to mention that name. So therefore, we're also allowed to call the name of the parish of Balak, the Pai. The would be permissible. But that's all to say that it's no, there's no Isser. But we still need to understand the Tam Chayuvi. I mean, even if it's permitted, but still, like, the concept of Shem Rishayim Yarkiv is still there. So there's no halachic iser to actually call your, your, your child by that name. But this is not a tam kuyuri that we should name an entire parsha of the Torah after the name of a Russia. And he says, and more than that, he says, the, the parsha is not really even talking about Balak so much. The main aspects of the parsha is really about Bilam and the brachet, his nevu, his prophecies and the brachis, and this that he speaks about the Akhrasi Yamin. Even the Rambam quotes the, 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 the nevu of Bilam regarding that he was speaking about two Mashiach, Mashiach of the Dovin, talking about also uh, Mashiach. 
So the main aspects, the main toifkin of the parsha is really about the Nevus of Bilam. So why are we men- mentioning and calling the parsha after Bob? So to understand this, we need to be mocked in a similar sugya, which is the sugya of a masker Shema Vedazar. So it tells us in the Gemara Sanhedrin, a story that Ula was traveling and he stayed in a place called Kal Nevai, which is a name of a Vedazar. So Rabbi asked him, where did you stay? Asked Ula, where did you stay? So he answered him, I stayed in Kal Nevai. So Rabbi replied, that you're not allowed to mention names of other gods, so how are you using that name of the Vaidazar as a place where you stayed? So he replied that any of which is mentioned in the Torah, you're allowed to call it by name. And where is Kalmvay written? It says in the Pasik, Okay, and the Gemara continues. Few lines later, that Amr Rav Nachman, that Rav Nachman says, "Call leitzonusa asura." All types of leitzonus is also to do. Chutz leitzonusa the avodas kachavim the shayek, except for leitzonus avodas kachavim, which is permitted. The chesiv and it brings the same pasuk we brought before. Kareya bail kras the void that bail has is bent over, kras is crouching. Okay. So the shayla is and. What exactly is the reason of Rabbi Yechanan that any of Vaidazar which is mentioned in the Torah you're allowed to be masked? We brought earlier the Chidah that he said it was a site, but there are reasons that are brought in other places. The Sheiltas brings that it comes from the principle of Haya, meaning is since it's permitted, the Torah calls by this name, and it's permitted to read the Torah, of course, we read it every week in Shul. So once it's permitted to say these names when you're learning Torah, it becomes permitted always to say these names. So it comes from this principle of Hoyal. We have this also by Yamtiv. That Hoyal you're allowed to do avoid the Seichel Nefesh on Yamtiv. Therefore, you're able to do those Malachas even if it's not for Seichel Nefesh. We have this principle of Hoyal. Once it becomes permitted, it's permitted. So since it's permitted for the sake of reading the Torah, therefore it becomes permitted uh, always. Therefore, that's why Ulu is allowed to use the name Kalmavai. Another reason is brought in the Yireim. And this is really the, the focus of the Rebbe in the Sicha. So he brings, the Yireim writes like this, he brings the Vor to Rabbi Yechanan, and he writes, Since the Torah mentions it, for sure it was Nisbato. And for the same reason that the Torah mentions it, we are allowed to mention it. So, and the Ta'ifus Ra'im explains that the Ra'im is actually giving two reasons over here. The first reason is that since the Torah mentions it, it's for sure Nisbatl. So, it's not an Avedazar anymore, it's Nisbatl. So, therefore, that's why we're permitted to mention it, because it no longer has any Hashivas of Avedazar. It's gone. It's, it's similar, I guess, it would be similar to a situation where uh, you have a, some type of, let's say, golden idol, and a guy who serves that idol comes and breaks it and smashes it then it becomes permitted for you. So the Avaidazar is always Asura. Now, but if a guy comes and is mispatulate, he breaks it, that shows that he holds that this is not an Avaidazar anymore. And once he does that, then the, the materials become mutter for Hana. So similar over here, you're allowed to use that name because Hashem is mispatulate. Since it's mentioned in the Torah, it's mispatulate. And then he says, the other part is, so he says, it seems like a, a second reason. And the saying is that whatever the reason why the Torah mentions it, that could be, um, 
why we're allowed to mention it. Which sounds very similar to what the Chidah writes, that it's a side. That's a side why the Torah mentions it. And we mention it for the same reason whatever the Torah mentions it for. There is an interesting Yoruz Devash the Rebbe brings. Uh, the Yoruz Devash explains al side what the Indian of mentioning a name of Avaydazara. He says that any Avaydazara which is mentioned in the Torah means that it comes from Klipas Naigah. Which has a mixture of Tevara, Masha'inkin. If this Avaydazar is not mentioned in the Torah, that means it's Gimel Klipas Advance. Therefore, if it's mentioned in the Torah, you're allowed to mention it because you're able to be Mavar the Nitsutis, which are in that Avaydazar, by mentioning it in your Torah studies. Masha'inkin, if it's Gimel Klipas Advance, you can never uh, mention it. He says, Al-Pizah, he says, we can understand why the Gemara asks, Haman Menayim in the Torah. How do we know Haman from the Torah? And the Gemara says, Hamina Itzazah. Meaning is the Gemara is trying to understand how can we use the name of Haman? Because the name Haman was the name of an Avaydazara. And the Gemara is asking, must, since we are saying the name Haman, it must be that it's, uh, how are we allowed to mention it? So the Gemara tells us it's because it comes, Haman comes from this idea of Hamina Eitzazat. It comes from the Indian of the Eitzadas, the Eitzadas of Toivara. And therefore, since the name Haman comes from Klippus uh, therefore, even though it's a shame of Avaydazara, you're allowed to mention it. And he says, who did, of course, with all the other Avaydazaras that I mentioned in the Torah come from that same idea. So based on this, that we understand that any Avaydazara which is mentioned in the Torah is permitted to be mentioned. For And again, the reasons we gave was the Sh'iltis comes from the idea of this principle of Hoyle. Then we have the Uraim, which seems like he's giving two reasons. Reason number one is because Vadin is Vatla. Number two is, for whatever reason the Torah permits it to be said, we're also allowed to read it. And then we have the Yoris Tavash, which is at its Klippus Naika, and therefore we are able to move out. The Rebbe points, asks, and brings a very interesting Sheiltis, or Tumuadika Sheiltis, uh, not Sheiltis, I'm sorry, a Balei Atosvis on the Chumash, in Parshas Bashalach. So the, what's going on, this is Bashalach Perich Yudalach it says on the when Yidin left Eretz Yisrael, Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu that they should be they should be v'yachnu l'fnei Baal Sfein, that they should camp in front of Baal Sfein, which is a name of Avodah So the Baal Yatosis ask, how could Hashem mention the name of Avodah The Gemara in Sanhedrin, the one we quoted earlier, just a few lines earlier, I should have probably mentioned it earlier too, but I'll quote it now. Just a few lines earlier, it said like this, that that uh, brings the Brisa. It says, it says in the Pasuk, that it's an Isser to mention the name of others, which means, means that you're not supposed to tell a person, stand by a certain Avedazar. Basically, he's telling him, he's giving him a Marmachim based on an Avedazar, because that gives a Cheshivas. The Pasuk continues, Another one is that you shouldn't cause others to make the name be heard, which means you shouldn't make a nether, you shouldn't make a shvua, and you shouldn't even cause others to make a nether or a shvua in the name of Avedazar. And that's the reason why not supposed to go into Shittas Begoy, because if he needs to make a nether or shvua, he's going to make a nether or shvua in the shame of an Avedazar. But based on this idea that you're not supposed to tell a person, Shemar leave aside Avedaz, come plainness, he asks, how was it that Hashem told the Bnei Yisrael to be Yachnath Nebal Tzvayim? He's using the name of Avedazar for Amar Makim. So Achorinim asked, or Sameach and Yeruchim Perla asks, that they don't understand this question at all. It's in that Gemara, just a few lines later, 
Uh, it's about 10 lines later, the Mar brings the story of Ula and, and brings the Vart of Yechem. It brings a story, uh, you know, plus it ha- brings the source for Rabbi Yechem, that if it's mentioned in the Torah, you're allowed to. So why was Hashem allowed to say, It's because it's mentioned in the Torah, therefore there's no Isser when it's mentioned in the Torah. And for whatever, for whatever the reasons why we want to give. So the Rebbe points out in the R that if we look through the different reasons, you could maybe give an answer at least for one of them, based on the Sheiltis. It says, according to the Sheiltis, once it becomes, um, he says that once it's mentioned, it, it's mentioned in the Torah, it becomes permitted to be used in the future. Once it's mentioned, it becomes mutter to read, Hayal becomes mutter la'gani. So he says, when the, the, what's the question of the Baal Eitesis? The question of the Baal Eitesis is not how we are able to mention Baal Tzvayim. Of course, we can mention it because it's mentioned in the Torah. The question is, the Torah is recording what Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu. Hashem gave a nevuah to Moshe Rabbeinu, and then the Torah is recording this nevuah. So the shail is, how is Hashem able to give this nevuah to Moshe utilizing the words it wasn't written in the Torah yet, therefore he didn't have a hat. So maybe according to the, the, the Sheiltis, you could say that this is the question that the Baal Eitesis is asking. How could Hashem say it before it was actually written in the Torah? But according to all the other reasons we brought, and Mamash doesn't make sense. If the Vart is because Vade Nisbatla, so why is Hashem saying it? Because Vade Nisbatla. So even though it wasn't written in the Torah yet, but Hashem knows that it's Nisbatla, so therefore it's Vade Nisbatla. If it's because of the reason that it's Klipas Naiga, then it's Klippus Naiga. If it's because of some, uh, whatever reason the Torah mentions it, therefore we're allowed to mention it, that'll be the same idea by Hashem. Hashem knows why it's going to be mentioned in the Torah. Therefore, he's able to say even before it was written in the Torah, because it's Mo'isa Hatan. So according to most of the explanations, it's very hard to understand this Baliatesis. So the Rebbe comes up with a very interesting Chiddush. So he says, it must be that there's two Oifanim of mentioning a name of an Avedazara. One Oifin is Mutter, one Oifin is Aser. When you're just having a Haskar Baalma, you're just mentioning an Avedazara, or mentioning it, B'derch Limud HaTayra, then for sure you're able to mention any Avedazara which is quoted in the Torah. But when you're taking this name of Avedazara, which is mentioned in the Torah, and you're using it as a Maramakim, that means you're giving it Cheshivas. You're giving it importance. You're giving it mamashas. So when does the heter apply that since it's mentioned in the Torah, you're allowed to mention it? That's only when you're just using it as a haskar ba'ama. But when you're actively giving it chashivas by using it as a maramakim, or even more than that, you're actually making a shvua bishmai using the name of Aydazat's mamash giving it chashivas, then for sure it'd be aser. And that's actually what the, the Minchas Chinuch brings down. That this love of which includes Papayal, according to the Rambam, includes both, you're not, that you're not allowed to say, and also it includes that you're not allowed to be, Yekai means in Aramaic, is another expression of Yeshua. So the Minchas Chinuch writes that by saying, you're doing it a bear, but there's no Malchus for it. But if you're you use the name of the Vedazara, you actually get Malkus for that. So the only time you truly get Malkus is when you make a Shua B'Shmoy. And what's the Avart? Because you're giving Kavit, you're giving literally Mamashas to it 
by using it as a by a shvua, because the concept of a shvua is that you're saying that this is something which is true. I'm making a shvua that what I'm saying is for sure going to happen, and therefore you're utilizing what you're supposed to be doing is utilizing the same as Hashem, saying just like Hashem is Amos, my words, which I'm going to say is going to be Amos. So by using the name of Avaydazar, you're basically saying that the Avaydazar is true. So that would be the only time you'd get Malchus. Uh, Tesis in Sanhedrin actually brings, uh, he disagrees with the, uh, with one of his answers, at least he disagrees with the Ramam, and he says, why are there two Psukim? He says the pasuk is shame, uh, not two psukim, but two parts of the same pasuk. He says the first part of the pasuk, the shame alekim achem is teaching us that you're not allowed to be nishva v'shmoi. Uh, sorry, that you're not allowed to say shmor li besad avodas kavnplaynis. He says the second part of the pasuk when it says lo yisham al picha, that's teaching us that an avodas zara, even if it's an avodas zara which is ksuv b'tayra, if you you're not allowed to make a neder and a shua b'shmoi. So let's say baltsafine. So let's say it's written in the Torah. So we're allowed to say, go hang out by Baal But I won't be able to make a shvu in the name of Baal even though it's Ksuvah B'Tayra, because that's giving it cheshivah. That's giving it literally mamashas. You're saying this is something which is true. So therefore the Torah says, Loisham Aficha would include even Avoidazar HaKsuvah B'Tayra. So if it's not Ksuvah B'Tayra, then any chanami would be included in the first part of the Pasuk of Shema Lekim Acherim Lekteskiri. Now I mentioned any other Lekim then for sure that also includes you don't know, like a in the name of Elikim Acher. It says the second part of the passage is even if it's written in the Torah, therefore you are allowed to be masquerade, but you're not allowed to make a Shavu of the Shemai. So that, according to Taisu, it would add. But the point that I'm trying to bring out um, is what the Rebbe is saying, is that there's a difference between masquerade, just mentioning something, or, may, or giving it mamashas. Shavu is an example of giving mamashas. But any type of giving mamashas would be awesome. So our example saying Shemar Li Plainus, that would be giving it more mamashas than just Haskar Ba'alma. So he says maybe Haskar Ba'alma is mutter, but giving it actual mamashas according to the Balei HaTaisus, by saying Shemar Li Plainus, according to the Balei HaTaisus, not Taisus on the Gemara, Taisus on the Gemara only said that by Shavua, Bishma, but the Balei HaTaisus maybe would hold even more than that, that even um, saying it Lutzeirech would also be problematic. So now we can understand the question of the Balei Tesis. Their question is that how could Hashem say the Yachnu fight? Even though this is a shame of Aydazar, which is that only gives the ability to mention it. Mentioning in a story, mentioning in those types of fun. But to mention it in a way of Yachnu that you're giving it as a Maramakim, that's giving it Cheshivas, and therefore it would be Aser, uh, even if it's written in the Torah. So the Balei answers that this Isser is only Shaykh by, by people. By Hashem, it's not Shaykh, this Isser of Hashem of Kimachem Lateskiru. So this Rebbe asks two questions on this. First of all, what's Pshat? Why would this be an Isser which is only Shaykh by people that they have Shem of Kimachem Lateskiru? Mashenke by Hashem, he wouldn't have that Isser. Adrabba, if by a person mentioning it and saying, Shmorli Bisadavaitis Khan Plainis that gives it Khashivas. So for sure if Hashem says it, Yahnu Fnebalt's fine, for sure that's going to be giving a Khashivas for Adrava. The Burusha Khajbohu Khashiv Maisa, it gives it much more taikif than a than a human being would be able to give it. And second of all, he says, of Al Pizah, our original question is even stronger. Because we were comparing mentioning a name of a Russia to the mentioning of, of, of Avodah Zarah. And we said that whenever an Avodah Zarah is mentioned in the Torah, you're permitted to use it. 
So who I've been with the name of a Russia, since it's mentioned in the title, you're allowed to mention that individual. So you're allowed to mention both. So we, we ask still, what's the time even if you're allowed to, but why name him the parsha after him? But according to this, it's even worse. According to the Baalei Tosis, this Shtayla is, is even stronger. According to the Baalei Tosis, this that you're allowed to mention of a desert, it's only if it's Shloilet Starch, Askar Ba'ama, but to give it Mamashas, it's awesome. So by naming a parsha after Balak, that's giving the name Balak Mamashas. You're making it something which will last Lenitzchis forever, just as the Torahs forever. So, you're, so you are giving it the name of the Rasha Mamashas, therefore it should be Asar, according to the, this opinion of the Baalei Tosis. So the Rebbe answers this by analyzing the array that we mentioned earlier more closely. So we brought from the we brought that from the Urayim, the Tayyipas for Aim and other Rachonim understand him to be saying that there's two explanations that he's giving. Vadim is Batla, and Oisatan the Torah mentions it, we're allowed to mention it. So the Rebbe is going to be the Chadish, that it's actually one, it's actually one reason. It's not two different reasons, it's one reason. Rather, when he says Vade Nizbatla, that's the reason for the Hatter. And when he says Mo'isa Tansha Tur Masker, so he said, We're allowed to be Maskerit, that's telling us in what Oifin we're allowed to mention it, in what scenarios we're allowed to utilize the name of Avedazar. So let's explain what that means. We know that Hashem Emes, whatever Hashem says is Emes. So when Hashem mentions an Avedazar in the Torah, the purpose of mentioning an Avedah Zayar in the Torah is only to show how this Avedah Zayar is Ayn Ephes, that it's false. Therefore, every time an Avedah Zayar is mentioned, it's either mentioned in a way of G'nai, like, uh, um, like by, we mentioned, I think, uh, we mentioned the, the Lashen, Am Kamaj. Here. Avadata Am Kamaj. We say that in Parshish Chukas, your nation, Avadata Am Kamash, that the nation of Kamash has been destroyed. Meaning is that even though Kamash is the name of Avaydazar and the nation was destroyed, meaning is that the Avaydazar has had no power, had no power to save them. So either mentioned in a derogatory way or, or how it's unable to protect the people that worship it. Or the second way that it's usually mentioned is in a way of punishment. Meaning is that since the Bnei Yisrael were serving an Avaydazar, therefore they got punished. So that again shows you how this is something which is false. Like the Yitzman Yisrael about Ba'ar, and that brought a Magaif to the Jewish people. And also we mentioned earlier from the Gemara that about Baal and, and the voice and Karas, all these other names of Vaidazara, where the Sukkim mentioned them in derogatory ways. So when the Torah mentioned the Vaidazara, Hashem is Tamas, so what it's doing is it's bringing out the truth of Vaidazara by Hashem revealing the truth of Vaidazara. Therefore, Vading is Batla. It is Nizbatah. Apia Emes, this is already something which is Nizbatah. So when it says Vading Nizbatah, that's how it is Apia Emes in this world. So Ayid recognizes this. When the Torah says Vading Nizbatah, that means by Ayid, this is also something which is Vading Nizbatah. Because as we know, the Rambam writes that the Rotsoyne Amiti of every single Yid is to do and believe what it says in the Torah. So since the Torah clearly says that this, this is something which has no value, which is vada nizbatla, something which is false and only brings destruction upon the people that worship it. Ayid believes that. Ayid, in his heart, truly believes that. And depending on how revealed that is, that's what the, that's how, how, how strong your recognition will be. But every Yid B'Pneemius believes that. And therefore, when a Yid mentions the name of Avedazara, Stam, which is mentioned in the Torah, he's saying it the same way how the Torah says it. So the Torah of Avedazara says the name, 
and it's bringing up the gunos or how it's iron vapor. So when a yid says the name of a Zar, he's doing the same thing. He's also just bringing out the gunos because that's what a yid believes. So when he says the name of a Zar, the shame Taira for sure, and even Stamazai, he's saying it for the same way how the Taira says it, which is that Zvadin is Vatan. So according to this, now this is a new way how to read the Uran. The Uran is saying Vade Nisbatla. Since the Torah mentions it, it's Vade Nisbatla. I mean, it's Vade Nisbatla by, by the Yid. Because since the Torah mentions it, therefore by the Yid, this is something which is Nisbatla. And therefore, the same way how the Torah can mention it, because the Torah is revealing the Amis about the Vavodazar that it's garnished. So similarly, a Yid can mention it because it's, 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 it's Megala that it's something which is garnished. Based on that, if a Yid mentions it, in a way that gives it mamashas, meaning is let's say lekuliyama. He's neidur. Uh, I shouldn't say lekuliyama, but according to the tesis we brought earlier, that he's neidur mekayim b'shmoyim. So if you're neidur mekayim b'shmoyim, you're giving it mamashas. You're giving it importance. According to the balei tesis, you could take this one step further. That not only by neidur mekayim b'shmoyim, but even saying shemar li b'sad avaydazar avayd chav plainness, that's also giving it mamashas. So when a yid is saying that and he gives it mamashas then you don't have that heter, because by him he's shown that it's not Nizbatla. So even though Batimimis, of course, it's Nizbatla, but if his Yitzhahara, his choice is to mention it and to give it Kavid, then, of course, he always has that choice to be able to do that, and therefore that would be something which is prohibited. But by Hashem, Hashem never has that issue. Whatever Hashem mentions of Avodah even though over here, doesn't say anything about the bitl of Baal doesn't say anything about the punishment, at least clearly in the Pesukim. So how can Hashem say it? It's because when Hashem is saying it, we know Hashem, A, does not have that mistake of thinking that it has any type of COVID. So when Hashem is saying it, he's not giving COVID and saying that Baal Tzfoyim is something real. That's, of course, A. And B, when Hashem is saying it, he's actually trying to reveal how this is something which is false. And as Rashi brings and the Midrashim bring, that the reason why Hashem said the Yafnut Fei Baal because he wanted the Mitzrayim, the, the Egyptian spies that went with the Bnei Yisrael, to go back and report to Parai that the Jewish people are lost in the desert because our God, Baal made them all lost and confused. Now is a great time to attack. And then when, the, when, when Parai attacked with his people and they lost and they got drowned by Yamsuf, that showed them that Baal was also is worthless, does not have any power and is worthless and has no ability to protect them or to help them. So again, so over there, what Hashem mentions, it's taka still for that same reason. So that's what the Balei Tesis is saying. So when the Balei Tesis is saying that by Hashem, it's not Shaykh this Isser, even though Magad of Yaakov, that Hashem always does all the Torah mitzvahs, what he tells the Jewish people to do, we also do. But in this particular Isser, when, since it's, since what Hashem is saying, and he's saying in a way that it's mevatulet, that would be permitted. Just like if a, when a Yid saying in a way to mevatulet would also be permitted. The only difference is that when a yid gives it mamashas, then that would be awesome. Masha Inkin, when Hashem would say, that's not giving it mamashas, because Hashem would never make the mistake. And on the contrary, we know that Hashem saying it is really to ultimately will reveal how this Avaydazar is garnished. And this fits with the Gemara, what it says a little bit later on, which I brought you there. That you're allowed to make fun of an Avaydazar, meaning is, that even though we're saying in general, you don't want to mention an Zara, which is not spoken about in the Torah, but Rav Nachman's telling you, but if you're making fun of it, then it's okay. Thus haste, when it's mentioned in the Torah, even Stamahaskar is okay, because we assume that you're, you're saying it's how it truly is within your penis and nefesh, that this is something which is nizbatl, therefore it's okay. 
you're not allowed to. But if you're mentioning Avaidazar in a way to give a gnai, then, then it's not Shaykh that is. So, so it really fits very well. By Hashem, it's never Shaykh the Isser, because it's always, it's always to make fun, it's always to mevatl. By Yid, we don't know. So if he's doing it, Dafkin, the late Sanusa, then he can mention also any Avaidah Zara. Even if it's not written in the entire, because he's mevatlin in that way. Mashenkein, if it's not clear, then if it's Avaidah Zara, which is not written in the Torah, he can't even be masked. If it's Avaidah Zara, which is written in the Torah, then he could be masked, um, but not, but only Shaloi. Uh, only shloi but to give it to any chashivas, that would be problematic. So according to this, we could also explain the name Bolak Far Parsha. Our question was, how could we mention the, the name Bolak Far Parsha? According to the Balak Tesis, that's giving a chashivas, and even according to the other opinions, even if it's not Asr, but why, what's the time chiyuva to, to give the name of the Torah after a name of a, after a Russia? So according to this, we can understand it, because when we're mentioning the name of Balak, we know the story of Balak. We're mentioning the name of Balak to remind us what happened with him. He tried to hurt the Eden, and Bapoel, what, what happened? All of his prob, probing and, and trying to get Bilam to curse the Eden, on the contrary, brought brachas to Eden and brought about Nebuas of the Achrasiyam. So by mentioning the name Balak, that's actually showing how Rishayim have no power. That the only true power there is is Hashem, and the Rishayim, the Rishayim are just like a, a, are just the tool of Hashem, ultimately to bring brachas to the Yidden. And the Rebbe says, even even in a deeper way, that this is there's a difference. Even though we've been comparing the entire time the name of Avodah Zarah to the name of a Rasha, he says, but there is a difference. By the name of a, of an Avodah Zarah, we, we, we're mevatlet. We we we're just showing how it's bottle and, and it's garnished. Because an Avaidu Zara goes against the Achus of Hashem, saying that there's some other power besides Hashem. So what we do is Mavavatul Avaidu Zara to show, no, that there's only Hashem, there's no other power besides it. By the name of a Rasha, it's even more than that. We're not just Mavavatulit, we're actually Mahapichit, that Balak was trying to hurt the Yidin, and this desire to destroy the Yidin actually was not just Mazvatul, that it didn't work out, but it actually was transformed, that it brought Brachas to the, the Yidin. And that's why also the name of the, this is a Tam Chayuvi, why the name of the Parsha is Balak. And also, and also the answer our second question we asked at the beginning of the year, why the Chayur, the Teichel, and the Parsha is about Bilam and his Brach, it's not about Balak. So the reasoning is because we're trying to emphasize this Teichel, this idea, this is the essence of what a Parsha is, that the, all the schemes of the Rishayim, Hashem ultimately is Nishapich them Lataif. They try to do things which are bad, but Hashem's plan is that this is, should be something which is good for the Jewish people. So Balak was the one who was instigating this. He was the one that was pushing to hurt the Yidin. So by mentioning his name, this reminds us that anybody who, that tries to hurt the Yidin, what's ultimately going to happen is it's going to be transformed to Lutayit. So this is a Tam Chiyuvi for mentioning the name of Parsha after, uh, after Balak. And this is also how the Toichen of the entire Parsha is really Balak. The Rebbe does not explain in this Sikha why that wasn't the Rebbe has other sikhs say, okay, that for, why don't we mention it? Bilam. Bilam also tried to curse the Yidin. So there are other sikhs why it's Dapka, Bolak, and not Bilam. The Rebbe doesn't get into it. But the point of this sikh is why it's Bolak is because Bolak was ultimately the one who was trying to hurt the Yidin. Um, and therefore, by mentioning his name, it, it tells us that all these devices to try to hurt us, on the contrary, would be transformed to good.